Hey folks, there's a whole lot that doesn't get me too excited these days, but there's one thing I look forward to every year, and that's the Dixon Gun Show. If you live in the Northern California area this March, it would be worth heading out to Dixon for their gun show on the fairgrounds. There are over 175 different tables, folks. That's over 175 different vendors providing everything from collectibles, firearms, of course, ammunition, and many other trinkets and services. So on March 27th and 28th, be sure to head out to the Dixon Gun Show at the Dixon Fairgrounds. This show only comes around once a year, folks. And with the new presidential administration, you may not be able to procrastinate that new gun or accessory much longer. So this year on March 27th and 28th, be sure to make your way out to Dixon, California for the Dixon Gun Show. Check out DixonGunShow.com for more information. Folks, this is the Serving the Peace podcast. I'm your host, Brent Hardy. Welcome to the program. Uh, as o- actually, not as always, Josh is joining me today. Guys, hashtag where's Josh? I found him. Yes. He's back. Hashtag right the hell here. <laughs> in spirit. <laughs> no, physically. Like, not, not in spirit. Yeah, sure. Here. Sure, imaginary Josh. <laughs> yeah, like you're there. <laughs> so I'm doing the show solo today. Right. Unless you can see Josh. Can you guys see him? Please tell me. Somebody? Somebody sees him? Ah, no, he's real. Okay. Okay. Good. I feel better now. I feel better. <laughs> You've been a figment of my imagination for two weeks at least. So. You know, you missed two shows. I know. Right? <laughs> and not my fault. Well, oh no. Okay. So let's address the. Uh, let's address it. Um, I had a small. Had to have a small medical procedure done. Uh, not. Not a big deal. I'm fine. Sorry. Hemorrhoids. Yeah, it wasn't hemorrhoids. <laughs> uh, but okay. no. So uh, we can talk about it once. It's just the two of us. It's really not. I mean, like literally not. Okay, I'm just kidding. And, I'm just kidding. Uh, I had had no. You know what? It's a family show. I'm not going to make that joke. Anyway, uh, so no, I had small medical procedure. No big deal. I'm fine. Um, but everything's fine. So uh, I was uh, it, the first show I missed. Uh, I was just wiped the hell out, and mm-hmm. probably would have sat here like falling asleep the whole time. So felt that that wasn't really fair. Uh, the second one I missed. Um, I, I don't know if I really invited so you. So the second one. one I I didn't miss. I, let me rephrase that. I didn't miss as much as I was not invited or informed of it being done. Other than I think you told me like two hours before it happened. Well, that's how we do a lot of these and, shows. <laughs> okay, true. And I wasn't in the area. I was like, no, I'm. I I was somewhere else. I was like, oh, I didn't know you were doing that today. Sorry. And you're like, okay, that's fine. I already have Jessica coming because I didn't really want you to do it anyway. That's so, not what that's... I said. That's not what I said. <laughs> it's what you meant. It's what you meant. I'm taking. Oh, it. it's all about what we I'm meant taking. now. It is what you meant. Oh my gosh. It is all about what you mean. All right, it's well, not what you mean. Not what you say or put on Twitter and then get canceled for. It's about what you. No, it is about what you say. Actually, it doesn't really matter what you meant. Matters what you say and what I take and then twist to my no, own ends. Really, what it matters is who it came from mm. and their political beliefs. That does seem to be. But the, before we can go, you tell we're segueing into a point here. Yes, but before we go, jump in headfirst into that. All right. Uh, there's two things I want to address. First thing, uh, how was Valentine's Day? Um, well, so Valentine Valentine's Day, as always, is an, is a giant corporate sham that should be ignored. <laughs> okay. Did you guys do anything? Uh, yeah, we went to we went wine tasting. Um, and oh, that's cool. Fairly local. It was a nice place, beautiful place. Had a nice mm-hmm. little setup. Uh, all outdoors, of course. <laughs> so I have a friend who's very like, very serious, right? Like he's just 
you don't know this guy. This okay. guy I went to high school with. And actually, him and his wife both went to high school. So she gets on Facebook. You know, as people wish each other, like, happy Valentine's Day, happy birthday, whatever. She gets on there and wishes her husband, happy Sunday, just a normal Sunday. Can't believe we've had so many Sundays together. <laughs> okay, that's funny. I actually, I actually think it's really and I can already tell. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, he doesn't do Valentine's Day. Like, he's just yeah. such a serious, like, solemn guy. Like, it's so funny. Um, so. I, I think... I think people who go on social media and wish their spouse who they're probably laying in bed next to a happy Valentine's Day is really weird. Hey, for some people, it's a validation, though. Like, they like it's like showing off your wife, you know, like only this time you do it on social media instead of taking her to some event and like do the twirl, you know, like some people that's what they do. (sighs) You know, like I don't necessarily like it, but when my wife does it for me, I feel a little warm and fuzzy on the inside. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it's one thing when it's like an anniversary because then it's more of the hey, look how long we've been together, especially considering the divorce rate in this country. Yeah, you know, it's like wow, we're beating the odds because we've lasted more than six months. I think it's six months and then divorce. (laughs) Is that the rate now? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, It it is if you're in Hollywood. So. But it's so I get that one. Um, I kind of get birthdays because not only is it a you know acknowledgement for you to say it, it's also an acknowledgement of that person and their the anniversary of them being one year closer to death. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have such a downer viewpoint on all this stuff. No, uh, but I, so those I get. But mm-hmm. the oh happy Valentine's Day to so and so. I love you so much. Just turn over and say it to them. They're right there. Yeah, it's so weird. So, so weird. I almost got trapped on Valentine's Day. So my wife and I, we've, we've been married for four years now. Mm-hmm. been together for five. And so Valentine's Day is coming up, and I'm and I'm looking at her. I'm like, hey, did you want to do something? And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Actually, she started the conversation. Okay. And I was like, no, I didn't really have anything planned, you know, no ideas. and Because we're kind of at that point where, you know, yeah, we'll spend the day together. But truth is, if you're doing it right – Every day could be Valentine's Day, Thank right? You. you know what I'm saying? Like, why do I have to get you, you flowers know, on February 14th? Why shouldn't I just get you flowers all the time at random yeah, times? Yeah, and I, I and I, not to brag, but I do. Yeah, every once in a while, I'll just bring home flowers just uh, for no apparent reason, just because I know she likes it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then she doesn't put them in a vase or do water or anything. She just lets them die on the counter. So I put them in a vase and water and just redisplay them. But <laughs> do you hear the bitterness in uh, that, folks? Oh my god! So, anyways, um, yeah. So it goes all the way up till the 13th, mm-hmm. and I'm at work and I'm busy. But the 13th was my Friday. And um, she finally texts me, and she's like, oh, by the way, just so you know, I know we discussed not getting each other something for Valentine's Day, but I got you a little thing. Just a little thing. I'm like, oh, crap. Because I really did. Uh, I didn't buy her crap. That joke is just too easy, and I'm just too good to make it. Yeah, well, shut up. Uh, So here I am. I I get off late at night, so I'm coming home, and I'm, like, finding the one dollar store that's oh. open that late at night and i'm like okay cool so i got the card and got some flowers because you know they always got yeah. random stuff up there, there like, all right, cool. cops standing there getting stuff their <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bunch of, you know <laughs> some high schooler like you know like right. his girlfriend yeah <laughs> here's five dollars you know right. whatever it is and so um so i end up getting her old stuff and so the next morning she's all kind of full of herself because now it's all displayed she has a big old card for me and a little wow, box with yeah. a gift you know, she's like, I know we talked about it, but, you know, it's just a little thing. Da, 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 and she thinks I got her nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I opened it up, and it's actually this T-shirt. Oh, okay. You know, so she got me a T-shirt and a card. Not a big deal. And so I got her flowers and a card, and ha-ha, made you feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. So that was it. But the point is, though, is I was literally this close to making the big mistake we always warn. Fellow men always warn themselves, don't do this. When she says she doesn't want anything, get her something anyways. And Absolutely. I was literally this close yes. to, to, to doing that. Yes. So, whew, that was a close one. Yeah. Can we talk about, just for a second, and I know this is like way off on a tangent, when and why were flowers deemed an appropriate 
sign of I love you. We think about it. Think about it just for a second. So you give your wife flowers. Like, this is my physical representation of my feelings for you. Something that's going to look really pretty for two weeks and then die and be thrown away. Think about that. I don't know. That is a horrible, it probably goes horrible way back representation than... of how you're supposed to feel about somebody. So, uh, that being said, I got my wife a flower. Um, <laughs> no, I got her. It's It looks like a flower, but it's actually like gold and... So it's permanent. It's forever. And so I, mm-hmm. I was like, so this is, this you know, is forever like my love I mean, for you. I mean, thinking about things where, where you start thinking about it and wondering I'm like, corny. and you start wondering like where they came from. Yeah. Who came up with ties? Like oh, a stupid oh, necktie? No, I know that. Satanists. Okay. <laughs> it had to be. Like, it had to be. Sadistic. This idea. God awful. I'm going to wear a t-shirt. Okay. I'm going to put flaps on the top Actually, of the t-shirt. I'm going to tie something around to go under the flaps on I'm the t-shirt. I'm pretty sure it was women. It was a woman. In response to whoever, whatever guy created the bra, like oh, I'll, I'll show him, you son of a bitch. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, mm. we're gonna be uncomfortable. Then so are you. I hate ties. It feels like a weak midget trying to strangle me all day long. It's oh god, it's awful. <laughs> it's sort of I hate ties, man. Oh, now I'm imagining it. Get off my neck. <laughs> just a tiny, just get off just my a neck. tiny person like holding on to you all day long. Get off my neck, but, little like, man. Really weak. So, get off. You know. So. Okay, uh, speaking of weak midgets, uh, they had the impeachment this week. <laughs> okay, that's a terrible segue. That was a, that was a horrible <laughs> segue. Okay, so, all right, all right, so fine. Since we have to talk about it, well, how do you impeach a private citizen? So that was the two things that I kind of pointed out. One, that. remember Richard Nixon uh, resigned the presidency. To avoid bef- the impeachment. To, yeah, to avoid being impeached mm-hmm. because he did something wrong. Oh, yeah. Which is funny because it's not even holding a candle to what we've seen done like in the last 20 years but essentially what it was is he was spying on the democratic party yeah okay and he got caught he knew he got caught he knew he was facing impeachment and he resigned yep. before he can be impeached which i thought was an honorable thing to do i screwed up i made a mistake i'm out i mean as far as the spying was dishonorable but... it, you know as far as just owning it like yeah i screwed up i did a terrible thing yeah i guess i, I mean honorable is a kind of a well honorable but, might be but, a but i get, word, I get but, what you're i get what you're yeah. saying is he owned up to it and was like okay i screwed up i'm gonna dip out yeah, and uh, we, we so see this in the public and private sector as well. You know, people who quit before they could be fired because oh, they made sure, a major mistake and stuff. I get, I get that, or they resign saying, "Look, I, I made a mistake." And well, I'm I, out. Think, I, I think it's it's about like most of the time when you see somebody quit and you know they're about to get fired, it's in order to keep some kind of like retirement benefits stuff like that. Yeah, so it might have something to do with that too. Yeah, and so that was the one big thing is one, um, the articles of, are in the Constitution where it talks about impeachment and all that kind of stuff. It clearly states. Uh, the president, right? Right. That I mean, it must be the president. Okay. So if you're not the president anymore, obviously you can't be impeached. If we could do that, then we can go back in time. And we can impeach former presidents yeah. for all sorts of stuff. You Why know what? We... I want to draft articles impeachment for Lincoln. Yeah. You know what? Let's impeach George Bush no, for really like Lincoln. for going into Iraq. No, no. Right. Yeah. We can just impeach because it's a different Congress or yeah. mostly different Congress. There's <laughs> Look, different thought process now. Let's go and impeach him for that. It's a dog and pony show. It's yes. all it is. It's all any of this is. Now they're talking about. Oh well. Uh, so the the weak senators. Um. By the way, the Senate is controlled by Democrats right now. So weak Senate. Mm-hmm. It was a weak case. Um. It was a weak case. Well, he, not, not just a weak case. They doctored evidence. Yes. They, they doctored evidence. They yes. committed perjury yes. and are not going to be held accountable for that. But let's just move on from that for a second. Um, the, the the Senate acquitted him. Okay? So we're done. Now uh, you hear people all over the place talk about, well, oh, well, now what we'll do and is we're just going to uh, file criminal charges. Okay. 
For what crime? Under what jurisdiction? Well, that Is there was... a federal crime that was committed? And if it's a state crime, on whose state? Yeah, so that was the second point I had. I was like, look, you don't need to impeach the guy. If he committed a crime, he's yeah, a private citizen now. Yeah, the DOJ should just file charges. Right? Right, indict him. Yeah, well, the DOJ is not that stupid. That's why they're just like, we're just going to hang out back well, here. Well, really what like, happens... You guys run the stupid impeachment trial. Is, and you know this, but for people who may not be familiar with law enforcement in any way, and I'm, I don't mean cops, I mean law, enforcing the law. Okay, for each law, there are elements within that law mm-hmm. that need to be matched. Right? There's a standard, a burden there. Yes. Okay, so, for example, in California, we have um, Section 422, right? Criminal threats. Uh-huh. Right? In order for a threat to be criminal, I can't just say, Josh, I'm going to kill you, man. Because yeah. if I put it in writing, it sounds really bad. I'm going to kill you, man. But in context, it's not, right? I'm being sarcastic. Yep. So, it has to be very specific. Mm-hmm. It has to levy fear. It has okay? to be... And it has to be within my ability to yes. do so. Right? So, I took a case. I didn't take the case. I actually explained this to this person. So... They had some cousin that they're fighting with, and the cousin threatened them. Well, the cousin was confined to a wheelchair in Georgia and didn't have a driver's license or nothing and was yeah. living off the state. And so I'm like, well, when I got that information out, I'm like, well, they don't really have the couple ability to actually mm-hmm. carry out a threat. Now, somebody came along and said, look, I'm going to stab you with a knife. I'm going to hide in the bushes outside your work. Boom. Okay, now you have a threat because it's very specific. Yep. Okay, it levies fear. Okay, that's 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 that would be a threat. That would match the crime. So for an insurrection or inciting a riot, same thing. There are certain elements yeah. that have to be met. Okay, and the truth is, is it just wasn't there. Okay, the no. burden of proof for an impeachment is a lot lower than a burden of proof in a criminal hearing. And so I explained that. I was like, look, if he really did something wrong, okay, and yeah, I, I supported Trump, but I don't support him to the point where if he's committing crimes, he shouldn't be indicted. I think everyone should be. Absolutely. You know, everyone should be held accountable. But if he really committed crimes and you could really put that case together, you don't need to do a phony impeachment. Just indict the guy. Yeah, just Charge him with a crime. Charge him with a but crime. But again, under whose jurisdiction? It would be under federal jurisdiction. Would it be under federal because it was the Capitol building? I think so. It's, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it was an insurrection against, I mean, a Well, and crime. then what are you charging I with? see what you mean, though. And if people, if you're confused by this, what's, what he's referring to is the Washington, D.C. would be like the geographical. Yes. You know, then there's the state of Maryland, and then there's, mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, so Washington, D.C. is not part of the state of Maryland. Washington, D.C. is mm-hmm. its own. So, and D.C., if you've never been to D.C., D.C. is a really confused... I, I would hate to be a cop in D.C. because jurisdictionally, it is a nightmare. Because yes. you have the D.C. You have DC Metro. Then you have Capitol Police. Then you have... Um, what is it called? Uh, all the monuments. Oh, monument police or whatever. Well, they, yeah, they have their own well, type, of set, uh, type of police. There's federal like, police that look after monuments and state parks. And that no, there's specific police for yeah the the, the the Capitol Mall. I forget the name. I'm, I'm sorry. If somebody can think of that and like email it so I remember, that'd be great. Um, then you also have uh, the FBI police. You have the Secret Service police. Secret mm-hmm. Service has a uniform division, which now their jurisdiction is very. Small, it's within a uh, like one block radius of the White House, or anytime the president is around. But if the president was there, wouldn't that fall under their jurisdiction? Yeah. So I mean, there's it's a jurisdictional nightmare to see who whose set of laws do you have to go through to see if he actually committed a crime. Yeah, basically, which courts are going to file yeah. the charges? And I guarantee you, none of those agencies want to touch that with no. a hundred foot cattle prod.
Hey folks, do me a huge favor and rate this podcast on iTunes. I would really appreciate it. It helps us reach a higher audience. It helps us reach out to those people who may also enjoy this podcast. Also, like it, subscribe to it if you haven't subscribed yet, and be sure to share it with your friends and family. All right, and we're back. So, so here's the thing. So what's been bothering me a lot lately is um, appropriation. Okay. Where someone takes something that means something to somebody else. I know it's that kind of confusing. And they kind of redefine it and give it back to the public, right? Now, an example of this would be um, like the thin blue line flag right here behind me. Okay. There's a lot of uh, leftist organizations who basically deem that a hate speech now. They're portrayed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's they a did, symbol of white supremacy. Yeah, they did that with the Gadsden, yeah. right? They did that with uh, 3% or logos. They did that with a bunch of stuff where they take these typically right-leaning logos and they decide, okay, this is an extremist symbol. Yeah. Okay, this represents a militia. This represents uh, uh, racist cops. This represents this or that. And then they sit there, and then when they write these articles or they do these news stories, they don't leave open for debate. No. You know, they just say, well, uh, since you support this terrible hate group, blah, 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 what do you think about this? And it's like, whoa, 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 I don't support a terrible hate group. Yeah. I don't think that way. And so it's, it's being molded into the cancel culture. Sure. Right? And we kind of segued into this, but uh, what's her name? Gina Carano Carano, um, was recently canceled by Disney. She was fired. She's fired. <laughs> she wasn't canceled. I don't think you can actually cancel a human being. Just like, you don't exist anymore. But she was fired. And so, Gina, it's not the first time she's been outspoken. No. Okay. Um, uh, there are some people who are trying to get her to add to her profile on Twitter and her other social media stuff. Um, her pronouns. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed, oh, yeah. and it's supposed to be in solidarity with transgender individuals yeah. and, and what that means. And, and so, um, obviously, that's not what that means to her. I mean, I don't need to put he, him, is, or whatever mm-hmm. to mean that I care about transgenders and don't want to see him persecuted. Right. And so, she was being bothered by this for a while. And then she puts beep, bop, boop or something yes, like that. Yes, beep, bop, boop. I beep, bop, boop. And then people got their feelings heard about yeah. that. Well, you um, know, and that's one of those things where it's, it's now become necessary to where not only do you have to be against something no it's not it's not it's not enough for you not to support it you have to be anti it and you have to say it yeah. so for instance um the fact that and i don't know if you and i have ever publicly said we are anti-racism we are against racism a lot, but the actually. fact that we've never said that before people would automatically uh, there are a segment of people out there well like, you've never said that you're against racism so obviously you're a racist well why do i have to say that racism is bad in order to be a racist you have to one have the iq of four because you're an idiot okay <laughs> so to believe that a person automatically to assume that a person automatically is okay with racism just because they never came out and said i'm against racism you're obviously fucking retarded well look what they did with black lives matter if you weren't supporting the organization of right. Black Lives Matter, you must be a racist. Yes. If you're not okay with Antifa's actions, you must be pro-fascist. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's one or the Which other. Which is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know anyone who doesn't think black lives don't matter. Of course they do. You know, um, but does that mean I want to support the organization? I don't know. I'm liberal politicians. Well, I mean, but that's like, a whole different conversation. I don't know anyone personally. Oh, personally. Right? Like, there's nobody in my circle. And I'm a liberal politician. And I'm anyway. considered a right winger. I'm considered sure. a Republican. You know, I'm considered a conservative. Whatever label you want to give me, I think black lives matter. Okay. But I will yeah. not support a Marxist organization nope. that's sitting there just pulling strings and pulling on people's emotions yep. and raising billions of dollars yeah. for themselves because they're not putting the, that money anywhere the else. The idea that you have to come out and say, I'm against, like, 
Okay, I've never heard Nancy Pelosi come out and say that she's against putting babies' heads on spikes. So she's obviously pro putting babies' heads on spikes. Yeah, I'm going to start putting that. In fact, I'm going to put that on social media. Nancy Pelosi is obviously pro putting babies' heads on spikes. She's never come out and said she's against it. That's the ridiculousness of that idea. Well, let's flip the script a little bit. Let's say it's the NRA. Okay, well, if you don't support the NRA, you don't support freedom, you don't love this country, right. you're a wimp who won't own guns, you're this or that. Like, imagine me giving me all these labels to somebody who doesn't support the NRA. Yeah. You know, obviously that's ridiculous. Someone could be pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment, and just say, you know what, I don't think the NRA is doing a good enough job. I know a lot of people I'm, who feel yeah, that way about there, the NRA. There are a lot of people who are disappointed with the NRA, but that doesn't mean they hate guns. It doesn't mean yeah. that they hate the Constitution. It doesn't mean that they're against freedom in any way, shape, or form. It just means they're not particularly fond of the NRA. Yeah, and there's other organizations besides the NRA. Absolutely. You know? So, going back to Gina Carano, I mean, she's basically... Gina. Let's, can we just call her Gina, then? You said Judy. I know I said Gina. Oh, I heard I Judy. will play this back, mister. No, just kidding. All right, so, let's put this whole thing on pause. Put the whole thing on hold. Play talk, it back. Talking okay. about cancel culture and Google and all this crap. And okay. First of all, it was way too hard to find this tweet. Uh, it, so, since this has happened, the tweet itself has gotten more and more buried and harder to find, which I think is really funny. And it's more talked about what she said. Well, what she said, well, what, what did she say? I mean, I think personally, every article that is written about about this issue should have the actual tweet in it. That way, a person reading it can judge for themselves what what they think about what she... I would agree with you, there. but with our news or outlets and stuff like that, they're not going to do that because they, they want to control what you think yeah, of course. when all is said and done. So here's what the tweet actually says. Jews were beaten in the streets not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to a point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them and simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Yeah, that was it. That's the whole thing. That's it. That's what she said. So, and what's funny is she kind of took heat from both sides. She took heat from people saying that what she said was anti-Semitic. Which, it's not. I, I, I don't I don't see the, how that was anti-Semitic, uh, and then she took heat saying that it was um, no mostly it was just anti-Semitic. Yeah, actually, insensitive and stuff like that. Insensitive, yeah. Which, and here's the thing: I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. I mean, she she was drawing a contrast. I, I I mean, personally, I really wouldn't ever try to compare just about anything. To the treatment of Jews during World War II, because I mean, we don't want to water it down. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to water that down, which is why, like, I hate, I hate it when people talk about like, oh, that person's just like Hitler. <laughs> Donald yeah. Trump was like Hitler. Yeah. Bush is like Hitler. Clinton was like Hitler. No, no, no. Are they rounding people up and murdering them in mass? Are they trying to wipe an entire race of people off the face of the earth? Then they're not like Hitler. Yeah, let's Calm be real. Down. Only, okay? only Hitler was like Hitler. Thank God. Okay, and every other character yeah. in history that was terrible was just themselves. Like, I can't stand Gavin Newsom. I mean, I really can't stand the man. But uh, and I've but I've seen people put pictures of him up with the little mustache, and I'm like, no, no, let's let's back up a bit. I can't stand Gavin Newsom, but no way, shape, or form is he as bad as Hitler. Yeah, let's uh, and that's the thing. Like, I think you're watering it down. Like, I said. yeah, I think you're watering down the Holocaust for all of its horrors when you do that kind of stuff. And yeah. I, I don't like it when liberals do it to us. I don't think we should be doing it to liberals. No, nobody think, should be doing it. Yeah, I think it's just that was a terrible atrocity, and it should be left at that. Mm -hmm. Right. So we shouldn't water it down. However, to her point, that being said, to her point, okay, she's looking at um, cancel culture. She's looking at people yes. being uh, 
um, rounded up or not rounded up, but she's looking at what's happening and she's like, look, just because someone has a different political view doesn't mean that we need to go and attack them, stuff like that. And basically, I think what she's referring to is the media. Because the media will convince you that your simple, basic right-wingers, like your right people who are just inclined to lean to the right, mm-hmm. are suddenly the extremists. Okay, if you come out and say, look, I think there's discrepancies in the election. I think there's things that should be looked at. Boom, you're an extremist. Look what they did to uh, the My Pillow guy. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. 20 companies aren't selling his products anymore. Right? And for what? Because, he's, because he has a different opinion? Because yeah. he saw things that he didn't like or didn't make sense? Which, by the way, I watched his whole movie. Did you hear about that? I must have missed that part. Okay, I'm going to have to send you the link later. It is long. He did like a one or... I think it was like a two-hour thing that they ended up throwing on Rumble because YouTube wouldn't carry it. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a full show where he basically breaks down the evidence, but he also brings in the experts. Okay. So he brings in statistical experts and people like that, witnesses, all these people that come in and talk to him about it. And it wasn't well-produced. It wasn't great. You know, obviously, he should probably stick to pushing products and not actually being talent on a news show. <laughs> Um, but he, he made some solid points. Like even I think most, the most skeptic people would kind of look at it and have some head scratching moments there. Mm-hmm. Um, and really the whole idea was, is let's just investigate it further. You know, obviously we're not going to undo the election. We're not going to sit there and remove Biden from office at this point, but what's so wrong with making sure it doesn't happen again? What's so wrong with making sure there's integrity in our elections? Okay. Right now in California, Gavin Newsom's about to be, or they're, they're signing signature or they're getting signatures to recall him, right? Throw it on a ballot and let's get him recalled. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, they reached their threshold, and what do Democrats say here in California? Signature verification. Yes. Say, we need to have signature verification. Well, why Why does it suddenly make sense now? Because when we're trying to vote in other ways and we want signature verification, how come we can't get it? How come we couldn't get signature verification in Georgia? Mm-hmm. Right? Why is it so hard? But when it's your election and you're the guy on the line, why, how, come, how come suddenly we care about election integrity? So whew, that was a weird tangent. That was a weird tangent. So anyways, going back uh, to uh, Gina... Um. Yeah, to her point, she's basically saying, "Look, it, it was wrong to um, it's it's wrong to cancel people. It's wrong to round them up, right?" Glenn Beck famously always talked about what he called digital ghettos, right? It's when you cancel people on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, people have their whole business that surrounds social media. Pretty much, like, well, they could ex- everybody now. Yeah, if you could not exist on Facebook, you don't get existence, mm-hmm. right? And especially with social media personalities, right? You got a lot of YouTube stars that depend on Facebook and mm-hmm. YouTube and, you know, cool. other places to, to push their programs and to push what, even if it's something silly. Like, my kids always watch crazy weird stuff on YouTube. Okay, but there's people who are, both. yeah, people who are making money doing that. Sure. Okay, there are people who are making money uh, and making a living uh, filming themselves, play video games and post it on YouTube. So imagine mm-hmm. YouTube just says, no, you don't get a business anymore. You don't get a job anymore. Yeah. Okay, we'll give it to these guys. We'll give it to these terrorists who are teaching people how to make bombs, but you don't get them exist anymore. Well, not only that. So there's there's a segment of the fans that are kind of coming at Disney about getting rid of Gina Carano and then nothing happening to Pedro Pascal, who plays the Mandalorian, because he tweeted out something comparing Trump supporters to Nazis. So that was fine, and but keep, when the conservative <clears throat> makes a World War II Holocaust comparison, not even saying somebody is Nazis or they're terrible, just saying, hey, this was wrong, and this is kind of the same thing, and this is wrong too, she gets fired and he doesn't. Now, before I go much further, I want to make it very clear. Gina Carano is a terrible actress. No, she's not. She is a god-awful actress Jeez. who should have been canceled years ago oh, stop based it. on that fact alone. Stop it. Oh my god, if you need any other proof than the movie Haywire, then I, I don't I don't even know how we're friends. Um, well, she's awful. 
She is cold. She is emotionless. She is just an awful, awful actress. And she's a former MMA fighter, and somehow all of her fight scenes look awful. That's the one thing you should be good at. So I want to make that clear. That I like that's her. what she should be canceled on. I liked her character, though. And you know the, the best movie she ever did? What? Deadpool. She had two lines. Oh, jeez. Because she barely said a word. That was the best role she ever had. Um, so, look, I, I, I love The Mandalorian. I think that show's great. Uh, I think everything about it, other, even her character was okay, uh, was just fantastic. Leave them all alone, okay? If they said some stupid stuff, whatever. But I'm kind of with the whole, well, you know, out of fairness, if you're getting rid of her because she made this World War II Holocaust yeah. comparison... Oh, you're not going to get rid of him because he's a man? <gasps> oh, let's take it there, Disney, with your gender equality. Not only that, he'd be a lot easier to get rid of because he's always wearing a helmet. That's true. He's really, you can literally he's really put, just a voice. You can yeah. literally just put anybody in that body. No, it's the voice. The voice makes it, though. The voice right. In okay. fact, it's actually not him under the mask 90% of the time. Okay. Well, I was going to talk about the story with Jameel Hill, but the truth is nobody really knows who she is anyways. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Well, she's a writer for The Atlantic, which is a super liberal newspaper and stuff like that. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. But she wants to talk about um, getting or putting an end to weaponized patriotic symbols. Again, I don't know who that is. I've never heard of that publication. Apparently things like, you know, like singing the national anthem or something like that is weaponizing and hurting people's feelings. So you know, here's I, a, here's I read something the other day, oh, and and it really kind of hit the nail on the head for me. And I don't have it in front of me, so I don't, I can't uh, read it to you verbatim. But it basically asks the question: Why does you being offended make you think you have some kind of a right to something? Right. You're exactly. offended. Who the hell cares? Exactly. Like tough shit. Like oh, so you're offended. So what? Mm-hmm. I don't care. What does that have to do with me? Big deal. I don't have you. There's nothing in the. There's nothing written anywhere that says you have a right to not be offended by something. Right. Not that I can think of. No, no, it's it's totally true. Now, as long as I'm not physically harming you or actually harming you in some way, but see, that's where they go off the rails. Oh well, you're offending me, and that is harmful. How? How are you being harmed? How is it hurting you? Um, I go back to my favorite Dragon Ball Z character, Vegeta, uh, who said, "Who um, I've seen on Facebook, it's a meme. What is it like to be so weak that mere words hurt? Right. And I think that should be the comeback. I should, and it I, actually is mine. When well, someone gets offended, I just like, well, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. So I, I'm I, sorry your feelings got I hurt. I use that and the, my, the one that I use the most whenever somebody tells me they're offended is like, well, your offense offends me. <laughs> I'm offended by your offense. Well, no, but it, and it, I have stopped people in their tracks on that one. It does bring up a solid point. Okay, you being offended doesn't mean I have to change what no, I'm doing. Doesn't mean I have to change shit. I don't have to change anything. I'm nope. You know, I'm not even sorry that you're offended. My bad. Nope. No, not even my bad. <laughs> I'm offended. You're bad. You're okay. bad. Then here's what you do: stop listening, watching, being around whatever it is that is offending you. Fuck off. Right. And if that offends you. Fuck off. Right, exactly. Uh, speaking of things that are offensive, um, 
Which one do I want to talk about first? We're going to get into guns for a little bit, folks. Now, we've talked about this. Obviously, we are both right-leaning individuals, uh, conservatives by nature, libertarian. If you haven't figured that out by now. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you haven't figured that out. So, obviously, if you're just now joining the show for the first time, Hi. Um, our gun stance is probably as you may imagine. Fairly, yeah. I would say it would be fair for you to assume our stance on guns. Yes. Like, We're against for example, limiting our guns. If I could afford a tank, I would have one. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Fully absolutely. active. Fully active. Every Fourth oh, of July, I'd be blasting just, that guy off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. No problem. No problem. I think I'd go with a cannon. Okay. Like just a, the old school cannon in my front yard, and like every day at noon. <clears throat> that's how you know it was noon. My cannon. Would I do go want off. one. I want a brass cannon for my front yard. Uh, that would be cool. cool. That so, would look cool. Uh, now, there's two general arguments that come from the pro-gun crowd, right? There's uh, common sense, uh, cops aren't fast enough, mm-hmm. in which case I want to be able to defend myself, my property, my family, all that kind sure. of stuff. And here's a story. And then the other one, of course, is about uh, freedom from tyranny, mm. right? Gun ownership being the last stand, the last opportunity or the last chance mm-hmm. you have to keep yourself from being ruled by tyrants in this country. Okay. Okay? So I'm going to talk about the first story, which is... <clears throat> A suspect is dead after a 12-year-old shoots an intruder coming into his home. Actually, I think it was Grandma's house. So, yeah. So, they broke into Grandma's house. Uh, Grandma ends up being incapacitated in some way. So, the 12-year-old picks up the gun and shoots Robert dead. There you go. That's that's really the whole story. Um, but it, 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 it... I'm sorry. It, I'm having a brain fart. It highlights two points. One... Why you should be allowed to have a gun in your home. Because bad people don't care about laws. So bad people will have guns regardless of whatever stupid gun laws you enact. Bad people will still have guns. So you should still you should be allowed to have guns in your home. And you should be allowed and you should be encouraged to teach your children and grandchildren how to use them. Unlike, I believe it's New Mexico's bill that... That's Arizona or New Mexico. Arizona or New Mexico, one of those two. Where basically they're going to... Passed this bill saying, well, pretty much it's going to make it illegal for you to uh, let anyone fire your guns unless they've gone through some kind of certified gun training, which means you won't be able to take your kids out and teach them how to shoot anymore. You're going to have to take them to some professional and pay them. That's ridiculous. That's a, that's a rite of passage with, with gun owners. You take your kids out at a certain age and you teach them how to shoot. And you teach them the respect for guns that they should have. You teach them the gun safety. I've been teaching my kids gun safety since way before they were allowed to touch a gun. They knew gun safety. They knew general gun safety. Yeah, I used to ask my twins when they were five. I was like, what do you do if you find a gun? Don't touch don't it. Don't touch it. And, I would say and, and they'd go and tell an adult. Yeah. Cool. And then I often, so like I was cleaning my guns the other day and my four-year-old, and he's like, oh, those are real guns. I was like, yes, those are real guns. And what do we do with real guns? He goes, we don't touch them. Real guns are dangerous. He's four. Yeah. I'll be sitting there cleaning my gun with it in pieces and asking my kids, hey, is that gun loaded? Yep, I shouldn't touch it. Right. Because I've taught them to always assume every gun is loaded. And I was saying, like a parent, a parent, nobody knows how to teach your kid better than a parent does. Right. Right. No teacher, no none of, none of that. Like you I know how to get your kids upside the head. Yeah, I know how to get a message through to my kids. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Right? So, but when it comes to guns and stuff like that, I mean, obviously I'm a gun owner. I keep my mm-hmm. guns in a safe place, and mm-hmm. I know that there's a chance that even if I keep them in a safe place throughout yep. the years, there may be a moment where I do leave one out on the table because I was cleaning it or something like that. I need my sure. kid to know to not touch it. Yep. Okay. I need to not only that, but practice myself keeping ammo away from it and that kind of stuff. But, but what about? 
how would little Tommy find Grandpa's pistol in the sock drawer? Oh, you mean the one that you never told him was there, and he found it because he's never seen one, and they well, now it's an ooh and ah and this this strange awesome thing that he's only seen in video games. That's where the problems happen. Problems happen because you didn't teach your children to the reverence for guns that they should have. And you know what? Grandpa will be held accountable. And Grandpa will and be that's held the thing. Let's get rid of the nanny state, okay? And just like, hey, if you own a gun, fine. Okay, but remember, you have to be responsible for yeah, that, absolutely. and you're held accountable if something goes wrong, yeah. right? If a kid ends up getting shot, mm-hmm. if you put a hole in your neighbor's uh, house or something like that, boom, that is your fault, your problem. You're going to have to deal with the consequences, whether legal or civil. You're dealing with those consequences. Sure. Okay, so why can't we just let individuals be individuals and worry about those? Like, the, like our whole argument with the coronavirus lockdown. Okay, I know the dangers. I know the consequences if I if I go out in public and engage people without a mask and not wearing gloves or nothing like that, and then I go to my elderly grandma's house who suffers from asthma. Mm-hmm. I know I could potentially be transferring and not just coronavirus, but flu, anything to her that could really do some damage. Okay, that's a responsibility and a risk that I understand that I'd be taking if I did that. Okay, so why not just leave it at that? Right, let individuals take care of individuals. Let people be responsible for themselves. Yeah. Okay, just like to, any good parent will let a teenager be responsible for themselves. Okay, and then when they make mistakes, you, when they make mistakes, you hold them accountable. Yes. Right? You try and teach them better, but you know at some point they're going to make mistakes and you hold them accountable. It's the sure. same thing with gun laws, the same thing with anything. Okay? I'm responsible enough to walk into a Walmart and walk out paying for any goods I buy. Mm-hmm. If I steal, I'm held responsible for that. That's not Walmart's problem. That's not society's problem. We don't need to change laws. We don't need to change the layout of Walmart because I'm being a bad guy at that moment. Okay? We don't need to do all that. So somebody raised this 12-year-old, right? Yep. Absolutely. Now let's go to the other argument. Tyranny. So Biden calls on Congress to ban assault weapons. Okay. Whatever so that is. A, yeah, first criminalize, I would like him to define an assault weapon. Yeah, and criminalize private transfers. Here in my hand, I hold a hammer. It's a very tiny, very little adorable 8-ounce hammer. Mm-hmm. Now if I were to bash Brent's skull in with this hammer... This would be an assault weapon. You'll need more than eight ounces, buddy. I don't think this is a pretty thick skull. Fair enough. Wait. But this would be an assault weapon. I have committed an assault and turned this into a weapon. I have used it to injure you. It is a weapon now, and I have assaulted you with it. It is an assault weapon. It's an assault hammer. It's an assault hammer. Let's spray paint it black and add an extra handle. It's already got a black grip. <laughs> there Halfway we go. There. Yeah. This is an assault weapon. Well, Here in my hand, I now hold a squeaky horn. <laughs> If I jam this into your face, I'm I'm not this violent, I'm just saying. I'm just using this as an example, folks, I swear. Again, now it's an assault weapon. An assault weapon is something that you commit an assault with. Yes, assault is an action, not an item. The horn is now sitting on the table. It is not an assault weapon. It is a horn. The hammer is sitting on the table. It is not a, an assault weapon. It is a hammer. And we've talked about this. Like California came across this conundrum in the late 80s, early 90s where... They didn't like certain guns. Yeah. And so they're trying to come up with legal definitions of how do we make what we don't like illegal. Right. Okay. So assault weapon doesn't exist, right? That's no. not a term. That's not something we can just because. Doesn't work that way. Any, every gun's an assault gun, right? Every, it, anything can be an assault yeah. weapon. I just have to hit you with it. So what they try to do is they say, okay, well, let's try and define characteristics. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if it has a pistol grip and a detachable magazine and this and that, we're going to call that an illegal weapon. Which is ridiculous because I have a Ruger 1022, like most people do, and I can put all those things on my Ruger 1022, make it look badass, but it's still just a 22. Well, and that's what Californians started doing. 
I mean, yeah. granted their ingenuity, but they say, okay, well, if it, if it has a pistol grip, it can't have a detachable magazine. Okay, we're going to put a bullet button on there. Yep. Okay, oh, oh. now it can't have a bullet button. Yeah, okay, and we're like, oh, you mean I can have a detachable magazine? doesn't have a pistol grip? Fine, I'll just have a rifle stock. Mm-hmm. No big deal. I'll get a Ruger Mini 14 and 7 AR-15. Yeah. Same bullet, same thing. Same thing. You know, it can do the same amount of damage, but one has a pistol grip, the other one doesn't. And so the laws just got more and more ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, and now they're like, well, bullet buttons doesn't work. You have to have locking. So now, guys, they came up with a device where you push the side, your, their whole upper of the AR-15 yep. falls forward, and now you can just top feed your gun, like an mm-hmm. old SKS or something. Okay, it's still the same gun, still does the same thing. Okay, and again, California just went around it. They're like, oh, you mean I got to have a attached magazine if I still don't have a pistol grip? Okay, I'm going to clamp on this item here. Oh, what is that, that saying? I forget what it is, but it basically takes away the feature that makes it look like a pistol grip, and it's still the same gun. Necessity is the mother of... Ingenuity, ingenuity or something, or something yeah like something that, like yeah. that and so the point is though is it all got more ridiculous it's innovation it's, it doesn't do anything yes mother of innovation okay but it doesn't do anything nope doesn't change the workings of the firearm and on top of that bad guys still get them mm-hmm. okay they they get them in from mexico they build them themselves yeah and you see it all the time you see and to, to take the 1022 the the ruger uh, example again you see an old school wooden ruger 1022 sitting on a table and then you see a Ruger 1022 that some guy has spent $1,500 on for some weird reason to make it look like a tactical military-style assault weapon. Yeah. Air quotes. And it's still shooting a tiny it's little 22 bullet. It's the same bullet, capable of the exact same thing. One just looks badass, and the other one looks like an old-school wooden rifle. That's the only difference. It's yeah. the way they look. But one would be considered an assault weapon, and the other one not. Yes. Because people are stupid and don't understand that it's just aesthetics. Doesn't yeah. mean anything. It's cake dressing. Yeah, they're both cake. They're both Just cake. One's a little fancier than the other. Exactly. That's one's all got it a little is. bit more buttercream on it. But of course, our listeners know this. I would hope because our I listeners mean. are smart. Obviously, they're smart. They're listening to us. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> and that's the thing. So what I my next point though is to encourage people to look. Talk to your neighbors mm-hmm. because one, if you if you listen to the media, if you listen to social media and stuff like that, there are a lot of idiots in the world, and it's really depressing at some point. You know, it's it's not that there's a lot of idiots in the world, but there are. It's that people don't pay attention to specifics. People, most people, I think the majority of people are headline readers. They don't read the body. They don't read the substance of an article. They read the headline and go about whatever the headline says. Yeah. So when you hear assault weapons need to be banned, okay, that sounds cool. Oh, uh, millions die every year due to assault weapons. Well, that's not even accurate, but okay. But it sounds good. So you're just going to go with that and you're going to move on. Well, again, can you tell me what an assault weapon is? Now, if you want to define it, hey, an assault weapon is a fully automatic rifle that fires around above a certain caliber. You know, depending on that, I'd be like, well, I mean, yeah, I, I might be able to agree with you about that. Maybe your everyday average civilian shouldn't own fully automatic weapons. Maybe. Not really, because I think any form of gun control is stupid. I couldn't but afford to shoot one. I couldn't. Exactly. I couldn't <laughs> afford to shoot. I could not afford to own a fully automatic weapon. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, if you've ever been to Nevada, they have ranges out there where you can rent fully automatic weapons. Mm-hmm. They are expensive. So much fun. They are expensive, though, because blowing through those rounds, you get, what, 25 rounds in a mag, and it takes you three seconds to yeah. to, to burn through that. And, um, oh, I, all right, well, that's 25 rounds, $89, please. Yeah. Oh, crap. I, I, um, I rented a fully automatic Glock pistol one time, 9mm. Yeah. That was the fastest 10 minutes of my life. <laughs> 10 minutes? That's and I was, quite a while. And I was filling a lot of 39 oh, yeah. magazines, and I, I think it cost me like 120 bucks yeah, when I was all said and done. It's expensive. But yeah, I couldn't afford to shoot it. But I would understand the argument if you wanted to define it. But to not define it and just say assault weapon, that's not a thing. 
Assault is a verb. It's not a thing. It's not a noun. So don't tell me assault weapon. Tell me fully automatic weapons. Well, you know what? In the state of California, those are already banned, so I guess I don't care. Well, let's be real here. Um, let's just go back to what I was saying before. When you commit a crime, be held accountable for it. Sure. Let's not hold people accountable for crimes they didn't commit. Yeah. Right? As far as I'm not a criminal, okay, I should have every right to own a firearm. Yeah, okay? no, I agree. I should have every right to own, own multiple. Until I, I prove to society and prove to the law mm-hmm. that I'm not capable of responsibly owning this, okay, I shouldn't be punished for it. Hey folks, a lot of families are fleeing California and just starting new lives for themselves. And my friends Brian and Kim did that a couple years ago and they started a new business I want you guys to check out. Grandma'spantrypocatello.com. That's grandma'spantrypocatello.com. They moved out to Idaho and they started making custom jams and jellies, guys. And they have some great and amazing flavors. Check this out. They got the typical blueberry. They have apple mint jelly, pumpkin spice jam, uh, mint uh, pumpkin pie jam, peach habanero, apple pie, nectarine, uh, well, strawberry jam, mango jelly, strawberry jalapeno, cherry jam, sour cherry, blackberry. If you want unique and interesting flavors, especially for the holiday seasons, if you want to impress your guests, um, check it out. Grandma's Pantry, Pocotello.com. Help out my friends Brian and Kim. Great people. So again, Grandma's Pantry, Pocotello.com. All right, I want to talk about Wiener. <laughs> Scott Wiener. I want to talk about Senator Scott Wiener. One day we'll be able to talk about Senator Scott Wiener without <laughs> laughing about it and making Wiener jokes. No, we're 12 years old. There's no way that's going to happen. Uh, I want to talk about Senator Scott Wiener and the fact that he is a moron. Um, I believe his district is down in, the, in Southern California. So if you're one of our Southern California listeners, please, please do whatever you need to do uh, to vote this person out of office. This man is a menace. So here's what he wants to do. Senator Scott Wiener has introduced SB 271. Now, what SB, SB 271 would do, in effect, would take away any and all requirements for someone who is running for the position of county sheriff to have any law enforcement experience at all. So somebody who has no experience being a cop running an office full of cops. Not just an office full of cops. So you have to understand what count what county sheriff's office does. Okay? So the county sheriff's office is the premier law enforcement agency of an era of an era. Uh, area. Mm-hmm. So if something major happens, a major crisis, the sheriff's office is kind of the one that's in control of that crisis. Yeah. Um, because major natural disasters, because be- they generally have the resources and they're in control of, uh, they patrol the, you know, outskirt areas. Well, yeah, because he is the elected sheriff. Yes. He's actually the chief law enforcement official of that county. That's the term I was trying to think of. Yeah. yeah. He is the head law enforcement official of that county. So that's the top dog. Right. Okay. In the event of an emergency, everyone answers to the sheriff. Police chiefs, everyone, you got to go up to the sheriff in a, in a major, major emergency. Right. To have that person have no law enforcement experience is not only dangerous, but it is absolutely the most asinine idea I have ever heard in my life. That would be, I can't even think of a good example for that. I really can't. I mean, think of a, a, think of, oh, okay, well, here's a good idea. Here's a good one for you. So imagine you need surgery. And the person who makes the decision as to whether or not you get your surgery has no medical experience 
ever. They've never been to medical school. They, they've never uh, worked in a hospital. They have no medical experience whatsoever, but they're the ones that get to decide whether or not you have your surgery. Does that sound like a good idea? Hmm. I mean, insurance companies do that all the sounds time. Sounds like socialism to me. <laughs> Actually, sounds like insurance companies today. Yeah. But does that sound like a good idea? Because that's what it is. It's dangerous. It's a horrible idea. Yes. Thoughts? Yes. So um, if you study, here's here's what really ruined my life, <laughs> okay? I had this wonderful idea. No, not them. Uh, I had this wonderful idea of studying the history of the progressive movement. Mm-hmm. And if you study the history of the progressive movement, basically you're, you're studying um, the ideas when they started in the United States, started switching from traditional capitalist constitutional ideas to, hey, let's look at socialism, let's look at uh, communism, let's look at these things, right? Before World War One and World War Two, where we were sending young men to go see firsthand what these things do, there was actually a very strong movement for socialism in the United States. That's mm-hmm. where a lot, the foundation of a lot of unions and stuff came from that. Okay, there was a huge movement for it. So you start studying their tactics and how they convince people and how they move people. Um, so if you want to fundamentally change, because if you do want a socialist revolution in the United States, if you want a communist revolution in the United States, you have to fundamentally change from the ground up. You have to get people to vote a certain way. You have to get people to hate their own country, mm-hmm. right, which is what we're seeing, right? Remember, Make America Great Again was controversial to half of America, right? okay? You have to get people to hate their own country because those people will either support your movement or not fight against you, Yeah. right? They'll stay neutral, okay? Um, but you have to change things from the ground up. One thing they did is they got a hold. The first thing they got a hold of was universities. Okay, so they got a hold of these universities, and then you start uh, with the universities. You you educate um, lawyers, you educate um, judges, um, and you educate lawmakers. Lawmakers start changing regulations because now they got to the university where they got these ideas from. They start changing regulations, and now you got school teachers who could have just been anyone who could pass even basic grammar test now has to have a formal education, right? Mm-hmm. Now they have to have like up to a bachelor's degree plus a teaching certificate or something now, right? To be your basic kindergarten teacher, your first grade teacher. So now you're fundamentally changing America, right? The ultimate goal of a progressive is to make a child least as least like his parents as possible. Okay. Right? It's the ultimate goal. The other they thing, have failed with my kids. The other thing we're starting to see now, and this is gr- part of a growing trend, is we're seeing it with DA races. We saw this in the San Francisco race where you have progressive big money people who are now putting money into DA races, right? So the, the the district attorney of San Francisco was a guy who was backed by a lot of big progressives, okay? He had a lot of money coming from outside, from foreigners, from all sorts of stuff, because they said, this is the socialist radical extremist that we want in charge because we want to fundamentally change America, and that means we're going to not prosecute these types of crimes. We're going mm-hmm. to let these criminals exist. We're going to let all this kind of stuff basically cause chaos. The ultimate goal is to cause enough chaos where the United States collapses and they can rebuild it into their socialist utopia. So San Francisco. The next step, yes. The next step, of course, is sheriffs, right? When you get people who won't be deported because the sheriff won't cooperate with ICE. Mm-hmm. When you have people who, um, cops that aren't allowed to do their job because the sheriff is now a progressive liberal who had a lot of money come from the outside. This movement right here from Senator Weiner, I have no doubt, is along those same lines. It's, hey, let's get anybody we want in there so we could pick our people, yeah. put a ton of money behind them, uh, put the billboards, all that stuff, make it so they're a household name in that county, and then that guy gets elected and the county just falls apart because now the cops aren't allowed to do their job. Yeah. They can't get anything done. No, you're absolutely right. You know, and we just start causing chaos from the ground up. Now, not every Democrat who pushes these ideas knows that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right? They're the ones that we call useful idiots. Not everyone who votes for these people know what they're doing. Again, we call them useful idiots. Actually, that's Saul Alinsky's term for them. 
Okay, people who have no idea what the ultimate goal is, but they're part of your program and pushing for chaos. Antifa, most of the members of Antifa are just useful idiots who have just been radicalized. Let's go out there, let's bomb stuff, let's throw stuff, let's do all this crap, and it's all part of the same line. That was a lot of talking. That was. Yes. You need a breather? You need something to drink? I mean, <clears throat> you're going to be all right there? I got my miniature Diet Coke here. I'm okay. <laughs> your mini Diet Coke? It's awesome. Dude, I don't know what it is about Diet Coke in this town. It sells out. That's weird. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere. That's weird. I mean, I, I bought this because I found it. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's a, that's a crazy idea. Um, we got to vote these people out, folks. Yeah, and that's saying there's... This is a California senator working directly in the opposite direction of the best interest of the state of California. The idea that the person running the top law enforcement agency of a county shouldn't be a law enforcement professional... It's just asinine. It's yeah. ridiculous. And the truth is, we need to fight back on every level. I mean, they want to fundamentally change from the ground up. We need to fundamentally fight back from the ground up, which means every battle has to be a battle we choose. We can't choose our battles anymore. Okay, so if it's a DA's race, your local DA's race, get mm -hmm. involved. If it's a sheriff's race, get involved. If it's your city council guys, get involved. Actually, next week, I'm going to have a guy who's running for city council here locally mm. who's uh, took a huge stand against Governor Newsom, and they even appeared on Tucker Carlson, Fox News. He's going to be here, and we're going to actually talk to him. Um, but we need to get involved at every level, okay? And now, now I understand that a lot of people are working hard, working people. Like, I can't go door-to-door. -door. I don't got time for that. Nope. To go door-to-door -door for some senator or something like that. But you know what? I can have a date night with my wife and go to a fundraiser dinner. Yeah. You know, I can go. I can get on their little website and shoot 10 bucks to them or something. Five. Probably not. I'm, I'm, cheap. I'm so cheap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's the point. Well, yeah, guys. no, I get what you're saying. When you find the candidates that you're like, no, I, I want that guy to go. Help him win. Yeah. Okay, if you can volunteer, volunteer. If you could if you could jump on a phone line and start calling random numbers and say, hey, who are you voting for for senator? You know, and yes, it's annoying and people hate those people, but that's how you win races. Mm -hmm. Name recognition because the vast majority of voters are going to get their ballot. They're going to look down and they're going to just look at the names. Either you're looking for the D or the R next to the name or they're looking for name recognition. Yeah. And you want to accomplish both. Okay, you want someone who... You see them on their billboards. You see them everything that when people say their name, they're like, oh, that's my senator. And you know, because we live in that world now, uh, I feel like we have to actually say the words. Just because we're saying fight, don't, we don't mean actually fight. <laughs> Not Cause, literally. Because that's the world we live in now where we have to actually say. Peacefully. We don't mean fight. We mean actually get out and vote and, you know, work towards uh, voting in people who are, want what's best for this state and the people of the state and not just some and your community okay in your community your your, your local school boards yeah, they, no, they well, matter too actually the local ones matter more yes. than the bigger ones yes they all matter yeah. so from the ground up guys yes we need to peacefully and patriotically fight back peacefully and oh, patriotically great. he said patriotically now we're getting <laughs> protested are you kidding uh, me we're already there buddy we're true. already there so anyways this is the serving the peace podcast you can find us on facebook you can find us on patreon yeah, we're there, but man, it's it's not working out. <laughs> okay, you guys send me that link so I can start boosting it. Uh, DisturbingThePeacePodcast.com. Um, what else? Uh, Instagram, we're on Instagram as well. Yeah. DTP at USA.com if you want to email us. DTP at USA.com. I'm the one who answers that, so if you really want to say something directly to this mug, go ahead. DTP at USA.com. Hey, if I like what you say, I'll put it on the air. If Absolutely. I hate what you say, I'll put it on the air. If you want, if you think we're wrong about something, by all means, email me. I will give you your voice. Yay!